0: Well, this morning I am outside in sunny Florida enjoying the weather here that we have. What a beautiful day it is. I hear the birds singing behind me. And this week my wife and I have been fasting with our friends from the small group, um, from our small group at church. So um, I just wanted to take a few moments and share something with you. I've been really blessed this week because this week, uh, well, the past two weeks, I got in contact with an old friend of mine uh, named Pat Milligan. Pat Milligan um, was the youth director in Ohio, or Kentucky, I believe, it was Kentucky. And he brought his teens to Hoosier Hills Baptist Camp every year. And then on this certain year, he was um as camp was closing the director that was there was leaving he he was uh became a pastor at a church was going to be going there and brother Doyle had asked Pat Milligan to be uh the new camp director which was a a a great move on his part because Pat uh is so great with teenagers um what blessed me so much was that Pat saw value in me and Pat reached out to me um On the very last day and said hey next year um, you know I'm gonna be the director and he said I want you to be my assistant um, director at camp and what an honor and a privilege for me that he had that faith in me and we built a very close friendship not just working together but friendship and I learned a lot underneath pat um and there's so much to tell but there's as i'm as i'm talking to pat milligan now and we're, we're conversing weekly with it i'm reminded of a story today um that i want to share with you at camp we always had uh it was a sports camp basically uh we ran we did all sorts of stuff they played soccer basketball all this stuff now i was not very good at any of that stuff any of that so my talents came in in the music part and the skits competitions and and stuff like that but there was every year and this this one year in particular we had um every year at all campers week we do um, a cross-country meet and this is a big event because it's the biggest trophy it stood about this tall and so when it came to that week this special all campers week we had a kid there named Tony Sism. But Tony Sism had, came from my church. And Tony was a, um, he had actually, I believe, won state that year in cross country. He was phenomenal runner. Tony, every morning at camp, would get up and he would run the, the perimeter of the camp. As we were waking up, getting ready to go start a day and we're going to the shower house to clean you could see Tony running now Tony did this for two reasons one Tony loved he did love to run but he did it for a second reason he was psyching out all his competition that week letting them know that he was going to win that trophy at the end of the week well When the end of the week came, we always did the, that was the last competition we did. And so that, it was Friday night, Friday afternoon, we all meet up by the dam at the camp. And the guys, what we would do is they would run the perimeter, outside perimeter of it, it, and then they would come and run around the end of the dam. And there, that would be the finish line where they would run. And I would say it was about a three-mile run that they would go on. Every year when we would do this, you would have tons of guys who would actually run this and be involved in it. But this particular time when Pat Milligan asked all the guys to come up and run, we only had like maybe five, six guys that, that came up there to the line. And the reason was what Tony did throughout the week worked he discouraged everybody else out there they were like well he's cross-country and champ uh, at state he's ran every morning this is his we're not going to win we can't win and you know what's amazing to me that's that's how life is everybody wants to be the first place winner and i get the well i don't get competition okay i have some friends my pastor is one of them very competitive person right I'm just not, I don't know why I'm not competitive, um, but I'm not competitive to that degree that I have to, I, I've got to get first place in everything. Now, I want to be the best at what I do. And I guess I, you see this more in sports than you do other stuff because in the other things in my life, I work for excellence in it. But I also know I'm not an athlete, right? So I think it's the mind of an athlete that we're seeing here as well. But since there was only five guys who came up, and one of them was Tony Sism, Pat Milligan walked over to the line where all these guys, and you gotta understand, this week there had to be at least 100 um, teenage boy campers there, right? Pat Milligan walked up to him and said, hey, why are you guys not running? And they were like, you could just see they were defeated. And, and Pat gave this little inspirational speech And said, Listen, guys, will one of you take to the challenge here and challenge Tony? Don't, don't be already defeated. He said, Who can I count on to stand up and run? And in the crowd of this, of these boys, so about 95 boys now, because five of them are up here, right? One boy stands up and his name was James. Now let me tell you a little bit about James. <laughs> we love James, but James was slow. James had I probably was autistic, and but you can help but love James, because James would smile all the time, and he would give his 100 percent into everything that we did at camp, right? And he's just one of those kids you just you just loved. James is the one who stood up and said, "I'll do it." And James walked to the starting line. Now, Pat looks at the rest of these guys, and he is like, shame on you guys. Look at this. James. James is willing to take the challenge. Out of shame, I think eight to 10 more guys came up there to run. Now, I got to tell you, so at this point, Let's let's just, give it, let's just give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there's 20 boys running at this point. Now, you've got to understand, normally, we have 60 to 70 boys who are running at this moment for this event. Because during this time season, cross country was the event that you wanted to win because it was the biggest trophy, right? So anyways, Pat gets them all up there and he says, listen, on your mark. And when he said on your mark tony Sism gets down in this crouching mode and you see all the other guys look at him and they do the same he said on your mark get set and then tony rises up just a little bit ready to go and you look over here to the far end and here's james downing a Mountain Dew I'll never forget this he's downing a Mountain Dew and I go James are you ready because the other guys are mounted and ready to do James looks over and he sees them. he throws his um drink to the side and he goes you know trying to imitate the pose now here's the thing James did not have the ability to do what they were doing but James was willing to mimic it and try it right and Pat's out on your mark get set go and they all oh, took off running right and you even saw there was one or two that were in front of Tony going. but as you look at the starting line, here's James putting the lid back on his mountain dew and I'm like run James run and James is like okay and James starts going at the slowest pace you could ever imagine anyone running right well, get to the runners that are running as they're running this race, we get to the first turn in it. And this is over by the baseball diamonds for you that remember camp, something happened that no one could take account for. And what took place was Tony Sism, the main character in this competition, The main person's name that I've used the most in this story steps into a pothole and twists his ankle. And in a moment, in an instant, his ankle is sprained. Tony is out of the race. Now, you look over here at the, the rest of these guys that, were, that didn't compete in this, and you could see them, I shoulda, coulda, woulda, never gets you anywhere, does it? They couldn't win the race because they didn't get in the race because of this person, Tony. What they didn't know was what God knew. That Tony would step in a pothole and would be out of the race. A lot of times in our life, that's what happens. We don't even get engaged in life because we're, we're, we're so competitive or we have to be first place or it's not worth doing. Someone else is better than me. This and that. Because we already got it. We're already defeated before we even get to that point, right? Well, that mindset is what held me back for several years in my life. You know, my identity was often misplaced by other people and I let other people, other situations, the enemy create my identity instead of allowing Jesus Christ to make my identity and be it. I read in i I was doing devotions today i read first corinthians in 16 it says be watchful stand firm in faith act like men be strong let all that you do be done in love i want to go back into this be watchful stand firm in the faith act like men well i have started a website called Intentional Guy. We're actually a ministry right now, Intentional Guy. And this verse here is really hitting me because we have a lot of people, who a lot of men in our world that do not act like men of men, especially men of faith. We're not strong at all. We are already defeated. The enemy has our ears and we are defeated. And we don't know what's around the corner. That cross-country meet, you know who won that cross-country meet? A freshman whose name I don't even know, but one of the youngest, skinniest, smallest kid there won the cross-country tournament that day and took home the biggest trophy that we ever had. The truth is, sitting in that crowd of about 80 boys that were left on the sideline was probably more guys with more ability and capability of beating that freshman guy and taking home that trophy but what they failed to do was just even get involved in the race because their faith was not strong enough to be involved in it and sometimes our desire to want to take home the first place ribbon is so big that if we can't get first we're, we're just going to take ourselves out. Well, guess what? Not everybody can be first place. There's a second place ribbon and a third place ribbon, right? And those are worth having too because they'll show accomplishments that that took place. And all those boys that day, those 20 boys that ran that race, they showed something that day. They showed that they had more faith and more strength and more character than the 80 guys that were sitting on the sideline. But the story doesn't stop there. We got up, we got everybody together, and we're like, it's time now to go to the tabernacle where we're going to present this trophy to the winner. I mean, this is the part where everybody's excited about, right? So all the counselor lines that get their kids all together, you count them to make sure you got all the kids. And also one person go, hey, we're missing one. And it dawned on all of us at this moment. Now you got to understand this race has been over for probably about 20 minutes or more. And we forgot, where's James? We did not notice that James has not come back yet. And at that moment, I remember me and Pat were like, ooh, we need us in a search party to go find James, right? When out in the crowd, you hear this one kid say, there he is. And it was James, let me tell you something. James was still running the same pace. He was, but you you could see on his face, this kid was dead. He's running three miles. First off, he has probably never walked three miles, let alone run three miles in his life. And let me tell you, at this point, he was at a slow drag. And man, when you looked at him, oh God, you could tell he was discouraged. He was like, huh, huh. But you know what? What another lesson we learned. James didn't quit. And so, as James is coming around the dam to finish up, he's very barely, barely dragging, but he's still going. This empowered the 250 teenagers that we had at camp that week. We didn't do this. We didn't say, it. we didn't organize this, tell them to do it. The next thing me and Pat Milligan watch and observe are these teenagers who make a tunnel around the dam. And all of a sudden you hear them start chanting, James, James, James. It was crazy. The crowd was going nuts. All of a sudden, James hears his name being called. And he's probably never in his life had 250 people cheer his name like that right all of a sudden you see a smile come on james's face his head stick up a little bit his chest come out and james starts moving a little faster and as he gets to these 250 kids who have made a tunnel for him they all start giving him high fives yelling his name and James is giving him high fives and all this stuff going and I'm telling you what I will never forget the smile that was on this teenager young teenage boy with autism's face you know what else I won't forget are the teenagers even the ones who did not run in the race who were smiling and could not wait to High five this young autistic boy. And you know why the reason is they wanted to do this? Because he had something that they didn't have. He had faith. He had courage. He had strength. And he proved himself a man that day. The teenage boys from his cabin picked James up on their shoulder. And James got a victory walk all the way to the tabernacle. James got last, got last place, but yet he was the one who was, got the biggest trophy that day, really. Got the acceptance of all of his peers. To this day, none of us remember the name of the boy who got first place. But I will tell you what we who we remember today is the boy named James, who had enough faith, had enough strength, and was a man that day who never gave up. Makes you think about your life right now, right? Where are you today in your life? Some of you have had the life has stomped on you hasn't it It has crushed you it has demolished you because why that's what life does but let me ask you are you going to be like these other boys that just sat on the sidelines or are you going to be like james it it, it may be too late to get first place in the race but you're going to get in the race right But the truth is, you don't know what is around the corner. Only God does. I'm telling you what, I'm living my best life right now. I have found redemption in Jesus Christ. I have been restored from a fall I have never seen other people restored from in my life. And now my my joy is to help other men. I hope today this story helps you in your walk with Christ. You guys have a blessed day.